What's happening? It's Young Hove and you're listening to Reviews and Done with your host, Derek Dunn. Hey, yo, Dunn, son. Start the show. <laughs> All right, so we're going to get into this very underrated um, second album, Butterflies, dropped oh, in 1992. You guys had uh, Gerald Red on there, but you also had one of the most underrated writers, in my opinion, of his mm. time. That's Mr. Steve Russell. Bruh, bruh. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, man. Steve, Steve, did, Steve did six tracks for you guys, including the title yes. track. But prior to working with Steve on the album, did you guys actually know him? Yes. Yes. Yeah. They yeah. were on the trooper, troop, uh, They were on the road with us at, yeah. at one point in time. Yes. They came out yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. Being that they're on the hammer ticket, we got a chance to see those guys backstage and really they study. Good at the hotel, them. talk to them. Yeah. You know, to us, when Hammer brought us on, on the road just to experience, yeah. just experience everything, we got a chance to see how they were. Um, you know, how how, how to work a stage as a group. And those guys were like great, great, great like mentors for us too, man. We became yeah. friends way before, and that's just something that Steve was like, man. When we get off this road, I want I got something special for you guys. You know what I'm saying? So, and because yeah. and because they were around, Steve was around the same age as us, so he kind of kind of felt, you know, with our vocals, he kind of knew a direction that he wanted us to uh, he wanted to hear from us. So yeah, when right. he put together those records, he had different people in mind. Okay, he could sing this, he could sing this. And he was already writing great music, you know. He would, yeah. wrote for The Whispers and he had wrote a few other things. Um, so it was just like putting us two together, it was like a, a great combination. You couldn't beat it. You couldn't beat it. Man, mm -hmm. go back and listen to the songs, man. You'd be mm -hmm. like, oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Steve's another yeah. one who, um, you know, I had a chance to interview Steve about a um, maybe – Two two months ago, and Steve was just Good surprised dude, how much I knew about his like thinking. I'm like, man, dude, you know you, you yeah. we you know we really don't put definitely yeah. a legend back yep. on Steve's name because the way Steve was writing before he was 21 is like, yes, yo, this Ooh. dude is the truth. But it's like this good music. So yeah. Yeah, shout out, shout out to Steve Russell. Hey, yeah, like shout out, bro. Yeah, yeah. I seen an interview. I seen an interview uh, Chucky was doing. Uh, maybe about uh, a couple weeks ago, Chucky uh, Booker did an interview, and he was talking about um, Steve and the and the and the knowledge and the and the the um, when Steve got in the studio with him, the way he was asking questions about this, that, and the third, you know, and he was he seemed very very interested. And when he got to start, you know, Steve put his all into it. He put yeah. his all into it. Exactly. Yeah. So and the rest of the guy. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, the rest of the guys also, as well, yes. Yeah, the rest of the guys. I want Rodney, Reggie, uh, John, John, yeah. you know. Allen. Uh, and Allen. 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 Yes. I was wow. in the studio with Gerald. Ken. Oh my God! Can I talk? Can I talk? Can I take this one down? You got to tell it. You got to. <laughs> Man, hey, you know, because I told, I told you the beginning. I used to listen to the Leverts. That's that was my that soulful. You feel me? Uh, uh, fried chicken and cornbread sound. You know what I'm saying? That's I was like, <laughs> that's soul. That's so, right. Uh, we we flew out to Cleveland, man. We flew out to Cleveland, ready to get in the studio with Gerald. 
Gerald yeah. was so, style is so different. People don't understand. Gerald say, uh-uh, uh-uh. You know what? I'm going to let you guys hear a snippet of what we're going to work in, but we're not going to get in the studio right away. I'm, I'm, what I want to do is take my time and get to know each one of you one by one. And he took his time out with us for a week of just hanging out. So yeah. when we got in the studio, he knew our voices just by communicating with us. He knew our voices and, okay, I'm going to bring you in on, on, the, on the bridge. I'm going to put Quet on in the intro. And I want my boy Fernando to go ahead and just season that sauce on the intro. So it all his whole way of working, man, was brand new for us, man. Gerald had a way with um, pulling out, I want to make your music believable. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and sing the record one time for you guys, and I want you to think about what you're singing. And he said that's the only time I'm gonna record you guys. Man, Gerald had us in there working, man. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and man, he, I, all <laughs> I can say, man, uh, he is a true legend, man. Uh, he 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 opened his he opened his house to us. You yes. Feel me? Yeah. Um, yeah. you know, people around the way he worked with Tony Nicholas to his producer. Mm -hmm. Um, he 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 basically felt stories and got to know us before he we started recording. You know what I'm saying? And uh, just you know, rest in peace, Gerald. But man, yes. he's, he's he's a good dude in the studio, man. You know, yeah, those records were just like major, man, major records. And and also, uh, uh, Joe, 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 little, so little, yeah, Joe wrote something, um, and um, also oh, Mark, yeah. too, Mark from the Bird, Mark Gordon, um, Mark did something as well, and and Eddie Senior, you know, who makes the choice yeah. on that on that second Eddie, album. So Eddie popped up a, on us. Yes, <laughs> it was a blessing to um to just 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 to be in Cleveland. And around this this different uh, atmosphere, you know, we got out of uh, Cali and went down there for a few weeks, and we just hung out, and we we they accepted us like Ken said earlier. They accepted us with open arms, and we were like family. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Cool, cool. Well, you know, I got to yeah. ask about my uh, mm. one of my favorites on the album. You guys did a cover of one of my probably top twenty ballads, and that switches. I want to be closer now. Ooh. Let me tell you, Go ahead, guys, you guys did Bobby DeBarge proud. <laughs> Bobby DeBarge, um, Philip Ingram. Uh, mm. Man, they made a monster with Switch. And yo, if I was if I was like eighteen in the seventies at, at them blue light parties they used to yeah. have, and I want to be closer came on, man, my game would be so strong. I feel <laughs> you, bro. <laughs> <I would've, laughs> man. I would have caused some trouble. So, you know, I got to ask, had you guys shot a video for I Want to Be Closer, what would the concept be? Man. Wow. I, you know what? I'm, I'm just, I don't, every time I hear that song, man, it's like, wow. Because yeah. we, because we really, we made that song ours, man. I mean, just, Switch, man, classic, man. But when we, but if you listen to our rendition of it, man, you can just see like, hey, man, they, they, they really was feeling this song, you know. Yeah. So it's like, man. So if I was to do a video with that thing, man, ah, man, we would probably, I would have us probably on stage, man, and we would probably be um, in a, in a, uh, uh, we'd probably be in a dark, um, like. Um, little small back um, uh, bar, 
you know, we would have our stools, man, and we would just be singing that thing, the intimate thing. That's how I would do it. Yeah. Right. I see right, that. Definitely. Rose petals and everything. Yeah, cigars, yeah. man, a little, a little, little Hemi in the glass. <laughs> Yo, you know, y'all ain't feeling me. <laughs> and you know what, Derek, man, we were afraid to do these class, these uh, uh, remakes, man, because we knew yeah. we, you just can't sing no remake and not do it right. You know, you got to do it right. Yeah. Yeah. Don't forget, so, we did we did uh, you are everything, and we also yes. did um, have you seen her, and we, we yes. were fortunate that they came. Um, the actual um, some of the remaining members had came up to us and told us what a great job we did on yeah. have you seen her, and exactly. yeah. that was like a blessing in itself. When we were, I think we were in Ohio somewhere, and they came and blue notes. So, yeah. Yes, and I was like, yeah. wow, that's that's the original. That's uh, we couldn't. You can't get no better when when the originals say you did. A great job yeah. on the record, you know. Yeah. Also, they was getting them paychecks too. So. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's that's a that's a great yeah. part of it. <laughs> <laughs> right. But uh, unfortunately, you know, the, the second album, as you guys mentioned, you know, it's very hard to find. It really didn't connect yeah. the way that it should have, in my opinion. And I mean, I guess for me, as a um, spectator looking back now, as a grown man. You know, mm -hmm. 92 was like when R&B groups just kind of were everywhere. I mean, it seemed like every single week, hell, if we're being honest, from like mm -hmm. 1990 to about like 95, like High every five. single week you had an R&B yeah. group dropping an album. Yeah. Right. And the thing was, it wasn't no trash music. Like like everybody was yeah. bringing their A game. So yeah, yeah. Mickey, yeah Mickey. under promoted mm -hmm. the second album or was it just too much competition? No, it wasn't a competition at all. Yeah, I mean, that was some of our best work. Uh, yeah, it was, that, it was, the, that label. That it was album the label. That actually did. It actually um, broke a few records coming out because we had sold more records than a, a new group coming out with the second album um, did. And I think a weekend we did like fifty thousand, and that was crazy uh, back then. Um, and that yeah. that particular one, what you know, what happens? It, it happens to a lot uh, uh, of artists, you know. The label doesn't have the uh, the ends required to continue to promote the record the way it should be, and we just fell not really fell victim to it because we still made a great album. Um, we just fell in that little that little lane that you know they didn't have enough to push it. Um, yeah, label label problem. And you would yeah, and you would think you would think that they would because this this uh, we signed to Hammer's Brothers label. Hammer's label actually, but at that time we were managed by his brother slash Hammer. You know. Uh, uh, kind of individually, so you know we that album was only we, I think we only pressed up like fifty thousand copies. I think at that time, you know, and the stores demanded more. Where we need more of this material, we need more of this album, um, because all in the, the the Florida region, New York region, Atlanta region, they really wanted to you know request more copies. But I said based on our management and our company that we're with. Um, you know, it it was going through what they were going through, man. You know? And it drug us down with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so unfortunately. Yeah. yeah, that was that was doing the closing of, of bus that I would say. Yes. Yep. All right. So yep. um just me being once again, you know, a historian and album credit reader. So you guys were on um Busted and you know, as you guys mentioned earlier, I'm an album credit reader. So on my man, uh one of my favorite singers, Ralph Tresvant, on his second album, oh, yes. you know, yeah. he, he, he mentions 
busted somewhere in the album credits. Did you guys run to Ralph during yes. recording of the album or Ralph was a good Ralph, Ralph was a good friend of ours too back in the day. Um, and still is. Um, Ralph, yeah, Riz, um, you know what? He um Ralph, it's crazy because Ralph called me um and played me some of the songs. And he, you know, and it's a trip because you know, if if you if you don't know Ralph, man, you would think he's like, you know, like like real um untouchable. But he's not. Well, yeah, you you could you could he, you know just like I'm I'm the man, but he wasn't he was nothing like that. You yeah. know he was laid back. Um, he was like, man, what you think, man? What you what you think of these songs, man? And he played them for me over the phone. I was like, man, these these hit records, Ralph. What you yeah. what you want? Yes. <laughs> so that was my memory of him. Just you know he called and played the strong songs for me before it was even out. You know and you know. And that that was that was big right there because I'm a Ralph Tresvent fan, New Edition fan anyway. So you know. Yeah. Yeah. What what are you Lewis? And when you got with Jam and Lewis and he did sensitivity and all that, we was like, go ahead, Riz. He doing exactly. He, he did the right thing, so, you know. To answer the question, Derek. Uh, Ralph signed a deal. He signed a deal with um with Busted. Um, yes. And I think did an album with Busted. Not the, you know that which brought him to the family. And we all work together and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah, so that's why you see busted on his credits. Yeah. Me and Riz used to sit up in the hotel room singing, singing they old songs, you know, because our voices <laughs> were close alike. <laughs> <We'd be> in- <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. I just interviewed that cat um last yeah, last month. Yeah, that was my uh my bucket list uh bucket list. I was like everybody I wanted to interview, he was the only cat that I was like, I can officially say that I made it because um yeah, yes. I I had no desire to, to to start podcasting. You know, I'm gonna tell my story real quick. I had no desire to start podcasting, but um, yeah. started my website. You know, because I'm primarily an entertainment reviewer, but um, and mm. I'm like, you know, I like doing print interviews. You know, because I don't like, you know, I have a speech impediment, so I don't like talking to people. I absolutely have to. But I was trying to get Stokely, and Stokely oh. was like, uh, "All right, bro. Well, I'm gonna interview you, man, but." You know, we got to do a Zoom call. We got to do it over the phone. Like, I ain't finna sit here and tell my story, you know, over paper. Sorry, man, man, you a legend too. So if I got if I got to suck it up and suck it up, (laughs) do what you got to do. Do what you got to do. And talking to Stokely, um, Stokely was like, somebody's like, bro, man, don't be afraid, man. You know, you're a natural because you ask questions that people don't normally yeah. ask and yeah, that's a <laughs> flow for it. So yeah, shout out to Stokely, shout out to my man. Shout out to Stokely, yes, absolutely. So mm. after the second album, was there actually a breakup or did you guys just decide to take a, take a, a music industry hiatus? Oh, we, man, just took yeah. a, we just took a hiatus. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. yeah. We just um, we we you know as growing up, you know, we were we were still kids basically in uh, twenty twenty one. Um, so we just, you know, we, we wanted to feel our way through, through life other than, life. you know, um, the, yeah. the, the singing thing. And we had, uh, life happens to you, you know, it doesn't happen for you. It happens, it happens to, you. So to you. We just had to adapt to different situations that were going on with either with our families or outside surroundings. So we just took a little, a little having babies. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Having babies. <laughs> Yeah, we, you know, uh, Derek, to add to that, you know, we were a group, like I said, three to four years prior to even hooking up with Hammer. So, you know, we're a group from 95, 96, you know, the Hammer thing happened in the 90s, you know, 
Um, and, and at that time of being on the road with Hammer for three years, two years straight, two shows a day, you know, and then leaving his tour and going on our own tour, you know, and then after our own promotional tour, we, we, we jumped on the Bobby Brown's tour. So yeah, we, we just took a hiatus. <laughs> we like, yeah. 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 We worked, we worked about five years just like not nonstop. Yeah. yeah. All right, since you guys threw it, since you guys threw it out there, you know, just um, you know, I'm a um again, eighties baby, grew up in the nineties, so I oh, yeah. know how bad the Brown Bomber, Mister Bobby Brown, was in his prime. Uh, so just, just, just tell my tell tell my young listeners mm. just how vicious this man's stage game uh, was when oh, he was yeah. in his prime. Oh yeah, Bobby Bob had that stage game locked down, even when he brought Ooh. the band out. I mean. Oh, Bob was one of those ones that was killing it way before Kells was. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Bob was that yeah. Bob was that one that climbed up on the rafters, and Bob was that one that jumped into the audience. Bob did all that way yeah, before. I mean, Bob, Bob had so much swag. Come out, and he'll come out maybe in that, in that silk fur. You on that on that mm -hmm. fur? He bring that fur out with that hat, that brim. I mean, his yeah. stage presence was just beyond. You know. Um, and and, and uh, remember how the guys used to do that? Um, that every time I close my eyes, I think of you. He do that. Uh, um, the deal intro yeah. when yeah. Bobby oh, came out. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, See, man, he's I was, definitely the king, man. I was born yeah, too late. Dance, dancers too. Yeah. <laughs> right. you, you know, I think uh, I think Chris Brown got a little bit a little bit from uh, uh, Bobby Brown See, and um, and Usher and Usher. Yeah. Yeah, they all did. Yeah. yeah. So they, yeah. They, 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 they took a little bit from him. All right, so yeah. before we get into the, um, the, the stuff you guys are working on now, you know, I got to shout out um, Kendrick's mm. uh, solo stuff. So, Kendrick. Oh, yes. You know, last year, you dropped a solo single, One More Night. So what was yes. the vibe you're going for with that song? I appreciate that for bringing it up, Derek. Man, One More Night, man, was uh, – I just wanted to do something different, man. It was just a smooth – a smooth feel to it, you know, um, and, and, and everybody knows when you're in a relationship with a female, man, and she's just basically fed up, you know, with all your, you know, never being home, working too much, you know, and I really, I was, I put myself in that position like, hey, I just need one more night. Just give me one more night. I'm gonna make everything right, you know, um, good record, good feel, good R&B flow, you know. Okay, we'll and, get it. Yeah, man, it was it, it was man, it was it was it was a good feeling. People really like that record, man. So, R and B, man. Yeah, yeah. And you kept moving. Um, maybe it was mm -hmm. last month you dropped uh, "Baby Don't Lie." Baby don't. Another grown man uh, slow jam. So, oh man, get that too. So, are you working on you a solo EP? Are you gonna do an album just by yourself? Yeah, I'm working. I'm working on an EP, man. You know, um, uh, and, and not only that, you know, I'm I'm so um fragile when it comes to music you know it's been all these years but my guys in the group you know said go ahead and do your thing man i was blessed with that blessing but um yeah i'm thinking probably being probably about two or three more records but that's just to keep our whole special flavor going you know what i'm saying that's just to keep our whole you know our, our legendary sound so people say hey we still here and uh uh yeah i'm excited about it this new record um baby don't lie to me is taking off so you know Definitely. On all platforms, y'all go get it. Yeah, yeah definitely. Cool. That, 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 that grown man right stuff. <laughs> man. 
right, I so, think I think I, t- I think I tapped in a little Gerald Laverne on that one, man. That's right. He always with you. He always with us. For sure. So that being said, you know, one of the things about special generation was you guys all had um even though it's just a trio now, you guys still had yeah. five lead singers. So yeah, Quentin yeah. Fernando, you guys gonna do anything solo or are you just gonna do the group thing? Yeah. Uh I got, I got, I got, a, I got a lot of records, man. I just ain't put them out. Um, I'm pretty yeah. sure Quet. Same thing with Quet. He got a lot, a lot of records also. Uh, but I did do a remake. I did a Ready for the World remake, uh, Deep Inside Your Love. I did that a few years back. Um, really nice. A lot of people right. still loving it. So I mean, I'm, I touched, touched a little bit, you know. But I yeah. might drop something. I might drop something. I did a, um, I did a, a, a remake of. Uh, Michael Jackson's Lady of My Life about oh my five years so ago. Nice. So now so what I'm nice. doing, I, w- I went back in, I've been revamping the music just to bring it up to date and I'm going to drop some new vocals on it and I'll, I'll be done with it in maybe like a week or so. I'll make sure you get it, buddy. Cool, cool. Mm-hmm. And, and I think um, I think Lloyd used to listen to Special Generation because he sounds just like Mark Webb. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to my boy Lloyd, man. Love yeah, you, man. Yeah. It's always the beast too, who just um, yes, he is. Yes, he is. Hasn't fully um, I mean, yeah. Lloyd Lloyd has hit records, but I really don't think people know how talented that cat is. And I exactly. saw Lloyd twenty fifteen. He opened up for um Trey songs on one of Trey's was out here in D.C. And yo, Lloyd killed it. I mean, it, it was yeah, Lloyd, it was Lloyd, boy. a guitar player, and I think a keyboard player. And he really got a chance to show off his vocals and just, yeah, you know, yeah. like acoustic and you know, and nothing, stuff, nothing wrong, but you know, having smoke and lasers and all that. Yeah, like, you can get up there with the bare minimum and rock a stage yeah. like that. Right. You know, I give you, I give props when they're, when they're due. Yeah. Yes. Wrong. All right. right. So, yes. You know, we're almost. Uh, we're gonna keep it moving. We got a couple more questions. Let me ask. Go ahead. Go let ahead. Let me ask you this real quick, Dave. I'm sorry, there. Um, and and, and I, I get people. They they think this. They think that the group is. Not all five of us. We actually still five together. It's just that as we grew up, two of the guys they're into ministry and singing gospel. So we're 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 we have a few things that maybe in the woodworks we're gonna do some all five, but the sound that we're doing now caters to the three of us that you have on the thing. Yeah. But we all we are we still talk still, you know, uh, we still yeah. together. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So yeah, shout out to Maurice and Charlie. All right, so before we get into the uh, before we get into the hard questions, those last few ones, you know, I got to put some curveballs out there. Let's talk oh, about this new track, uh, I Can't Help Myself. It came out last year. Now, this song had a bit of auto-tune, but you guys didn't, you know, take it mm-hmm. all the way like T-Pain or, uh, no, you know, no. where the whole song is auto-tune. Why did you guys decide to Use auto tune when you guys can naturally sing, you know. Oh, we, just to be, we just wanted to be familiar with the time. That's it. That's it, it wasn't going to be. It. Yeah, we weren't going to do it on all records. We just wanted to be that first one that drops. Just familiar with the time. That's it. Yeah. Cool. Simple. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you know, yeah. those those ain't, those ain't the hard questions. But yeah, I'm just um I was curious about that yeah. because um like I know you guys can actually sing sing like oh sang, yeah saying yeah. how they used to say back in the day yeah so, you oh, know, yeah. whenever i know an artist can actually can actually sing and they use auto-tune it's like you know it can be a bit of a distraction but right it's all in how you do it though like you know it's it's an art to use an auto-tune yeah that's true yes leave yeah. it at that 
All right, yeah. so in you guys' opinion, why do you think R&B groups just faded away, especially from male singers? Mm. Fernando, we were just talking about this. Say, say it, Fernando. <laughs> well, go, yeah. you, we were just talking about this. Well, well I, I, f f this is how I feel. I feel the reason why um, um, R&B kind of faded away, man, because it, it became a, a, me, a me, I, it became I'm going to do it by myself. I'm going to be a single uh, artist. It just became a me thing. So that's why I think a lot of groups kind of R&B included, it just kind of faded to the wayside because R&B is unity. It's mm -hmm. four, five, three, four, five, two, three, four, five people in the group. But the group, it, yeah. it became a me, me, I thing. So that's why I think that's, that's why R&B kind of faded to the, to the wayside and also the industry. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, I think it didn't necessarily go away. I think it evolved into something else because if you think about it, the R&B that was before us was different than our R&B, and the exactly. R&B after us is now different. It's a different yes. sound. It's the um, it's changed into something else. Um, it's growth, it's evolution, however you want to call it. Um, at the root of it, it's still R&B because R&B actually came from rhythm and blues, which was blues to begin with. So it's yeah. it's it's always changing. It's always and it's going to change from what this uh, with this um, uh, this age and this uh, time of these young kids, what they're doing now, it's going to evolve from that again. It's going to change again because how many times have our parents said that's not music? And, yeah, and back yeah. in the day, we used to be like, is it? But it is music, you know. And yeah. but it was different from their music. So it's going to keep changing. Eventually, it, it's all one big circle. It'll come back to that R&B that we appreciate and that we love. It'll all come back to that. But right, I just think it's growing and it's changing and it's developing into something else because from that you get splits off of it to hip hop and you get this a split off of that. So you get like that big tree branch. You know, yeah. and you listen off of and it. you think about it. You think about it too. You got you got the, the white artists sound R and B. Yes. 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 You know, so yeah. I mean they're kind of taking it, you know, just like the and they have the groups and they, they sound they got that R and B sound. The white yeah. group, so it's, you know, continually you know, black groups let out me, right now. Okay, let me let me add to that. For for group wise, Derek, I think um, for us growing up, you know, the five of us, the four of us, we 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 hung we hung around each other, man. So we got a brotherly bond, um, yeah. And that and that meant with with harmonizing, that meant with respect for one another as brothers, yeah. And to yeah. make sure all of our families and that we were all taken care of as brothers as one. We had to we had to develop that type of respect for for each other um, before we actually would be able to be on stage. You know, yeah. um, I think a lot of that is missing because we are also antisocial. We on our we on our cell phones and um, distracted with all this media. But if we went back to really just putting the phone down and communicating in a group in groups, you, you know, you, you no doubt will be strong. Groups will be stronger. But I, I think, like like Chip said, it's it's the me generation. However, they got to get back to to really understanding why we together, why us. we get blessed together, right? Yeah, right. together. Why do we us. sound good together? You know, because we yeah. got so good with harmonizing Derek, that we knew when notes were off. We knew when you were too high. We knew when your pitch or your voice was. We studied each other, you know. Yeah. Um, no teacher. And that's the, right. And that's the cool <laughs> thing about being in the group, you know. Yeah. Um, man. Oh, y'all give me some 
some history. Well, you know, I said, you know, I was going to hit you guys with some uh, some tough questions that require mm-hmm. the thinking cap. So for these last three questions, there's those. It's the last round of Jeopardy, the million-dollar questions. <laughs> uh, let's, let's, let's go ahead and knock out these hard questions that you guys, right. you know, gave you some easy ones. All right, so I'm a big fan of biopics. Is there any musical artist story you would love to see told on the big screen? Hmm. Man, it hasn't already been told. You know what? I'd like to see Alicia's journey. Alicia Keys. Yeah. I would like to see her journey because, I mean, there's nothing that ever happens overnight. Somebody's putting in some work somewhere, and I don't think that there's been enough um, about um, where she came from and how she came up in music and um, I, I would like to see Alicia's journey. Yeah, hmm. yeah. I, I would. I would like to see Special Generations. <laughs> oh yeah, no, no, no. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. First and foremost, absolutely. <laughs> I know, right? Boy, that, that's out big so goal. much. Yes, um, my gosh. You know what? My my would be um, Fernando. Mine would be. Um, I, I'm 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 gonna bring it bring it up a little bit. Uh, you know you know um, Chris Brown, man. I want to yeah. see his story told. Chris Brown, man, mm. that brother right there. I want to yeah. see his story told. And, and, you know, the thing is, you know, me being a film person too. Like, you know, whenever um they they announce a biopic and people always say, well, "What is the account?" I'm like, everybody has a story. It's just it's all in how you right. tell it. And exactly. It's like you know when you say when you throw names out there, like the, the answer mm-hmm. everybody always usually throws out there is Stevie Wonder. And I'm like, mm-hmm. you know, with somebody like a Stevie Wonder, just the story of uh, Songs in the Key of Life is a movie in itself. Yes. Bingo. Yeah. <laughs> people, people forget that Stevie had that car accident before he made that album. Stevie almost died. Yeah. Bounced back the way he bounced back. Yes, classic that's true. Un- classic underdog story. Yes. All right. True. So you guys got an unlimited budget, unlimited resources, three producers, mm-hmm. You get to work with on the next special generation album. Who are you picking? <laughs> Ken, go ahead, Ken. No, <laughs> oh, we. Man, that's 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 you know, I, first, I mean, Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis, you know. Uh, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> can I say all three of them? I guess, I'm gonna do one. Uh, man, I would, I would definitely have to say, um, for us. I would definitely have to put Felton Pollard back in the in the circle. Yep. There you go. You know. Go ahead, guy. Quet, you want to get this one? Um, I would say I like to do a record with um. Let's see, three. You know, I'm about to go back back in the day. I I love to do a record with Dre. You know, because Dre, a good friend of ours, he was on the road yep. with us. You know, and this yep. was before Dre was Dre. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Dr. Uh, Dre. Yep. Dre, I would like to do mm. uh, I do I do a record with London on the track too. He makes some he makes some interesting beats that I really like. Yeah. Um, mm. And let's see who else who else who else. Um, and of course, just just to just to go back and just to do a record because he's still doing hot records today. Babyface, I like to go with yeah. you said it right there. One record that you know is going to be it's going to be out of this world. Yeah, that's Babyface, true. Yeah. I'm I'm a, I'm gonna I'm go with a, one that I said earlier, man. I'm gonna go with Jermaine Dupree, man, doing a special yep. generation uh, album. Jermaine Dupree, man. 
with yeah. the remixes and everything. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Cool, cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. so that's yeah. All right, so this is and the last. I, I go with Steve again too. Yes. I go with, yeah, I, I work with Steve again because we, I mean, we had a great time working with him and, and he sees something, he sees something in you and he sees something. It's like, uh, he sees the music for you. You know what I mean? Yeah, he, he's yeah. pulled that out of you. Definitely. Yes, absolutely. All right. So this last question is, it's a million dollar, uh, question is the toughest one. All right. Mm. So you guys are all out hanging out together, just kicking it, whatever. And you guys all get a tech simultaneously from management and they tell you that Chris Brown and Drake both want to sample you can't tie me down mm. as a group who you guys want to sample it first man <laughs> you know what I'm Fernando I'm gonna I'm go with it like this because I like Drake and I like Chris Brown I, you know what man <laughs> I already know what I'm gonna say man I <laughs> yeah woo. I got it. Go ahead, Chief. It's hard for me because I like both of them, but but I'm I, I'm 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 gonna leave it at that. I, either I, one would either one would be good for me. And either me, one. And me myself, this is my quit. I would say, hey, can we put the two on both? When we put both of them on the same record, what you can't? I'm telling you, that would be crazy. Oh, mix it. Okay. Yeah. I say Drake. Chris Brown on the same record. Yeah. CBS I say put that Drake on that thing. Oh man, put Drizzy on that. <laughs> <laughs> Drizzy, you know? Yeah. 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 Absolutely. All Definitely right, good question. We've had a Kendrick, Marquette, and Fernando from Special Generation on the line. Yes. I want to yes. thank these brothers for taking time out of their busy schedule to chop it up. Um, thank you for having us. Man, thank Kendrick's you, music is available on all streaming platforms. Go check it out. R&B is not dead. Let me repeat that again. R&B is R&B not dead. Is not dead. Check it out. Mm-hmm. It's available to stream. Purchase Love purchase music. Also, <laughs> also um, Kendrick solo records are also available on all streaming platforms. Yes. Check that out. And the guy's first album is also available on Apple Music, Spotify, mm-hmm. streaming platforms. Yes. So no excuses. Check out the music of these gentlemen that I interviewed today. So before yeah. I let you guys go, is there anything you guys want to add? We and just want to find I, on social media. Yeah, I would just I would just like say I appreciate everybody who supported us over the years. You know, um, it, yes. they've been there, uh, new fans and old fans. We just appreciate everything, every part, every listen that you've taken from any song that we've put out. Uh, we appreciate anything in the future because we're just those kind of guys. We stay humble and we feel that this is our craft and um, it's not so much as a job for us because we love to no, do it, but exactly. we just appreciate everybody. We appreciate you taking the time out to do thank this. You, and oh, no we, problem. Thank you, we, 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 yeah. we can't thank you guys enough. And um, that that's it for me. Yeah. yeah. All right, just, hey, just follow the tags, Soul, Soul of Kendrick on Instagram and uh, Special Generation for Life. Uh, you know, Fernando.Allen, my quest. There you go. First generation. Get behind us, follow us, give us the love because we give it back. You hit us, we'll hit you back. And we just love what we're doing. We just want to spread love, man. And uh, thanks, thanks everybody for listening, tuning in to Derek. Derek, thank you so much for your platform, man. Anytime you just give us a call, man, and we, 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 we own it for you, man. Hey, we there. We there. No problem at all, fellas. All right. And you guys know I was in there with a quote. 
and we're gonna keep it uh keep it in Oakland, keep it with their with their label mate. You don't have mm-hmm. to invent the wheel, but you might want to be the company that invents the rims. Mm. The underrated, the under the undisputed MC Hammer. Until the mm. next time, done out. What up, y'all? This is Mike from the infamous group 112 ATL Spinus, and thanks for listening to Reviews and Done with my man, Derek Dunn. If you like this show and want to know more, check out his website, reviewsanddone.net.